What's up, guys? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. This is an episode you do not want to miss, especially if you're someone who's been struggling with diet for the last couple years or your whole life. The work that I'm going to bring to you today is something I came across, I say, in about 2017, and it literally changed my life forever. I lost 100 pounds and was able to keep it off. And anytime I go against this stuff, I gain weight overnight. So please stick around and share this with a friend that needs help with diet, okay? Because this is actually called the no diet diet. It's actually based on your genetics. And, you know, when you come across Pepsi commercials or, you know, any snack commercials, pizza commercials, they love to talk about just how important calories are. And I'm not going to say that's not, but I am going to sit here and tell you that if you think calories control your weight gain and weight loss, that is totally false. It has something to do with it, but it does not control it. You want to be able to control your fat loss. You want to be able to control your health, your mood, your energy. And this right here, this stuff that I'm going to go through today is going to actually bring you through on how to control it. Hormones control everything, guys. So when you turn 15, 16 years old, you start growing different places, height, weight, you know, certain parts of your body. Why? Because of hormones. When people get older, they start to lose things. Why? Because of hormones. When a woman's pregnant, she changes. Why? Because of hormones. So today, the diet stuff that we're going to go through is actually going to bring you through why hormones, what, what's going on with your hormones, okay? Even if I don't know you, I'll bring you through each step of the way on what to do and what goes, what's going on. Now, this might be the most important thing because there's a confusion of understanding on how to eat these days, much coming from media, okay? So whether you want to lose weight, reduce body fat, or put on muscle, you'll find expert, experts out there talking about pills, magic hormones, genie bottle shakes, surgery things to do that's no good okay the safest way to achieve your fat loss goal is to know your metabolic type your metabolic type is very important just like you can't fill your car with diesel when it's designed for gasoline and expect it to run its peak performance so you have to give your body the right food for you not just any type of diet that your friend follows or some you know celebrity trainer out there follows you cannot do that okay you can actually slim down without being hungry by feeding your body what it needs and what it wants as well. So you have the fighting chance to deal with the social, economic, environmental stress in life. So it's not all about just losing weight. It's all about in controlling the internal stresses we have. I work with a lot of clients who as soon as we start fixing their nutrition, they're able to handle all the other stresses they have in their life. Okay, so I'm just going to bring you through some science here so you can get a little more. This can get a little more credit. Okay, so in 1956, a man named Roger Williams, Roger Williams was a famous biochemist. He actually showed that there are 23 different type of stomachs in human beings. So just because your stomach's shaped a certain way does not mean that my stomach is shaped the same way. Basically, his work wanted to show that not only are we different in the outside, but we're very different in the inside as well. So everybody's liver, stomach, intestines is not shaped the same way. It's all shaped differently based on the biochemical needs we need. Because if you think about it, and the next man proves this, the next man I'm going to bring up in this conversation if you think about it, think about your ancestors. Some ancestors are from South America. Okay, you have more sun than people did in Europe. That means you had different food available to you for years throughout evolution. Okay, so 
you you don't be surprised if you find somebody do better on a different diet if you're from south america your family's from south america versus your family being from europe and we're going to go through that right now and this is one of my favorite studies and actually people to come across with work his name is dr weston a price okay so dr weston a price basically went through the world he traveled through the globe to see native people in their in their native villages to see how they ate all over the world south america europe africa everywhere what he did is he came across everyone that had different type of ratios in their diet so he came across people in south america who had leaner meats but had more vegetables for an example than people in europe people in europe ate more fatty fish more fatty uh, meats and fatty dairy and you know still had some type of fiber in there so what he realized is that each uh, civilization that he came across all had animal plants which were fiber um and whole food okay so they none of them were vegans none of them were carnivores like we have today no it depends on the ratio depended on their location which was really 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 big but what he saw is as soon as you took somebody from their native land and put them on a different native diet so for an example you take someone from alaska who's on probably a 90 percent protein and fat diet because that's how they survive throughout years as soon as you take that person you put them on someone with a diet from south america like a, a vegan diet or a high uh plant diet they immediately start getting sick and it's not because the food is not good for them it's simply because Throughout evolution, this person's genetics adapted to a certain amount of macronutrients. So if you don't know what macronutrients are, you have proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Those are the three macronutrients in your food. And immediately, he noticed that as soon as you take somebody off their primal diet, they get sick. The fastest way you can make someone sick is if you put them on something he called a white man's diet, which he calls... um white sugar white flour white table salt and white uh, processed milk pasteurized milk to be specific as soon as you give these four things to a human you immediately make them sick now if you think about us living in the day and age that we live in especially in america we're all eating that probably every single day okay um so what he did is his study showed in a village in certain villages he visited that he had twins in a village or brothers and sisters and one usually went out into the city and worked okay so they left their little village to make money and one usually stood and if you look at his book called nutrition and physical degeneration i have it right in front of my face he shows pictures and if you follow me on my social media account i did a whole day of like showing this on my instagram story he shows pictures of the brother that stays in the village and eats primal food versus the brother that travels out and it's just not one single family he does he does probably over a hundred that compare and anytime a, a brother or sister or a friend leaves the village and eats city food that came from basically boats um from traveling from europe or america they always had more health problems and not only did they show health problems but they also showed how they had more problems with their teeth um, as far as being crooked, their face being crooked, not being asymmetric, um, having cavities in their teeth, um, having um, organ problems, digestive issues, pimples, etc. But then when you compare that same brother with 
um, that's from the village that didn't leave the village and didn't eat processed foods. They had perfect teeth and perfect health. So he was just blown away. So he continued to go from Africa, South America, Asia. He went all over the world just to study different villages to see if this was a trending thing. And he saw it was a trending thing. The reason why Dr. Weston A. Price got into this is because he's originally a dentist who started to see his second and third generational clients start having really bad teeth problems that he never saw in his career. And he wanted to know what it was coming from. And in his book, he describes that not only does it come from the diet that we have today, but it comes from the parents making the child. So, for an example, if, you're, if your parents had a bad lifestyle, diet and, diet and lifestyle, their genes turn on them. And when their genes turn on them, when the sperm and egg meet, you basically are making a sick baby because you're, you're making a baby that is manifested from your diet and lifestyle right now. So if you're eating McDonald's every day and your girlfriend or boyfriend's eating McDonald's every day and you have a baby, you're making a child that's going to have more health problems because of the diet and lifestyle choices you chose, turned on certain genetics and genes that travel through your sperm or your egg, and that makes a child that has these, um, basically these bad genetics. Um, he describes that in his book, and he talked about this early 1900s, and now in 2020, we have a lot more research to support that, which is very interesting. Um, and I think I became very obsessed with this stuff because I had a lot of problems growing up as a kid. Even as a, an adult now, I have a lot of problems. And um, I got over a lot of my problems through diet. I tried all the pills as a kid. I tried all the everything that they tried to make me do. And um, nothing ever worked until I came across this type of work that I'm going to be bringing you through this podcast and the next couple of podcasts that changed my life forever. So um, so Dr. Weston Price wanted to see that and his conclusion is as soon as you take a person that's from their primal genetics of their macronutrients, you can make them sick, but you can make them really sick if you put them on something he called the white man's diet. To remind you, his white man's diet um, is the four devils. Uh, one is processed white sugar. Number two is white pasteurized milk. Number three is going to be white table salt. And number four is white flour. If you take any human being and you put them on that, you immediately make a person sick. Okay, so throughout that, um, after he came across that, I came across some work of um, William Wilcock called the metabolic type diet. Okay, so metabolic typing is the same kind of work that Dr. Weston A. Price was putting in. It was a couple of doctors that came together in about 1970s and started to see that they were able to make their clients better from being super sick on cancer and things like that. They were able to make them better. Um, testing their blood cells and how fast their cells oxidize food. So I'm going to walk you through what that means. Somebody that's considered a fast, a fast oxidizer is someone who can break down food fast into energy. Okay. So for an example, I am a fast oxidizer. So if you give me a banana, a banana breaks down to simple sugar very fast. So if you give my body a fast digesting food, and I'm a fast oxidizer, you're going to make everything go chaotic because it's too fast, okay? So, which would make me very, very hungry. So, when these doctors start to see that, they start to see that this created a lot of stress. So, for fast oxidizers, they put them on diets that have more protein and fat because protein and fat take a longer time to digest. And it slows down oxida um, um, the, the oxidation of the cell. 
Okay, so this is a lot of information I'm trying to give you here, but just bear with me. So when they take somebody, for an example, and put them on um, a, a slow, I mean, a, a slow oxidizer on protein and fat, which takes a long time to digest, they make it worse because it's too slow. So you can either be too fast or too slow. So you probably guessed it right. You want to meet right in the middle. So if you're someone who's a slow oxidizer, you want to give them food to speed the oxidation faster so they can be medium, basically, okay? So um, what he came across is that you have to put people on, there's three metabolic types, okay? And there's a protein metabolic type, there's a carb metabolic type, and there's a mixed metabolic type. So I'm going to use myself as an example. Myself I have to be on a protein metabolic type of diet. Why? Because my body oxidizes food very, very fast. And and anytime you take food and you oxidize it fast and you're a fast oxidizer, like myself, your cells are mimicking your brain and your brain is mimicking your cells. So everything mirrors each other as above, so below. When you get to this point, what you'll notice is you'll become hungry faster. You'll start peeing faster, right? Like meaning you'll start, you'll, you'll go to the bathroom more often. You'll notice that your digestion will be off and you start thinking faster. And thinking faster and not being able to sit with one thought at a time is ADD, right? Attention disorder. And I grew up with that. And then you start to become, you get like that sugar rush. You get, you get all crazy like ADHD, Right, someone who can't sit down is too crazy, and then you get diagnosed with all these different uh, diseases or or problems, uh, mental problems or behavior problems, like I did as a kid. And then you start thinking that something's wrong with you until you find out that you're just giving your body the wrong type of energy. So, as soon as I took myself and I put myself on a protein, a higher protein and fat diet, it slowed the oxidation down. And when it slows the oxidation down, you're able to just be very even right you're giving your food you're giving your body the correct food for so you can give the correct energy so let's go through what a protein macronutrients look like so in this book called how to eat move and be healthy paul check actually breaks these three things down and he calls this the eyes group because protein types um, a lot of people get confused what proteins are you got to think about proteins is anything that had eyes before. So fish used to have eyes. Chicken used to have eyes. Usually animal foods, right? Um, so in a protein diet, you want 45% of your macronutrients to come from proteins. You want 20% to come from fats and oils. And then you want 35% of your food to come from carbohydrates. The, the food that comes from carbohydrates, you want them to be something called low glycemic. Low glycemic is carbohydrates that take a long time to break down in your blood. So grapes, for an example, the fruit of grapes, they digest very, very fast. So this is something you want to stay away from as a protein type. But someone who, um, something like uh, greens, like kale, takes a long time to digest. So that's something that's better for a protein type. Okay, so like I said, 45% protein, 20% oils and fats, and 35% of, of carbohydrates okay um one thing that's very interesting that really got me i just um i want to read you this really quick from this book it's pretty interesting is that protein types um they're they're people who live to eat okay so i don't know about you but i live to eat i think about food all day 
All right. So it, in the book, How to Eat and Move and Be Healthy, he gives a great description of what it's like to be a protein type. And listen tight on this because this may be you. Uh, for the most part, I say about I never I'm not gonna say I never do, but I say about if out of every ten clients, nine of them are protein types. Eight to nine of them. I rarely come across carbohydrate types. Rarely. I think I date a carbohydrate type. I think Reed's a carbohydrate type. But other than that, um, with clients, I rarely run into carbohydrate types. But I still want you to listen to both, okay? So here's tips for protein types. Protein types are generally people who live to eat. You don't want to get in between a protein type and food when they're hungry. When protein types follow the food pyramid, they basically become chunky, fat, and downright miserable. Some protein types burn through carbohydrates quickly. All right, So that's one of the reasons why we have problems with these things, guys, is because we burn through food just too fast. Um, yeah, just way too fast. Okay, so since protein types burn through carbohydrates very fast, they must eat more protein and fat than carbohydrates to slow down the digestion of carbohydrates in their body. So when you eat protein and fat with carbohydrates, if you have more protein and fat and the carbohydrate, when they all come together, the protein and uh, fat slow down the digestion of carbohydrates itself. Okay, so that's why you know you can have a little bit of carbohydrates but you don't you want to make sure you have more of a ratio of protein and fats all right let's get back into this so where was i at okay so protein types also have a higher need for darker meat okay so something like chicken legs thighs uh, red meat fish sardines etc so darker meat takes a longer time to digest guys and it's really rich in proteins and they do protein types very well all right um they tend to have a greater appetite for salt, which is okay as long as they stick to high-quality, unprocessed sea salt, all right? So I do like a lot of salt on my diet. Okay, so when protein protein types, against the advice of many experts, frequently find that they sleep better and wake better if they eat a, a meal higher in protein and fat closer to bedtime, all right? This is due to the part of, that again, we burn through carbohydrates fast. So if you were to eat a lot of carbohydrates before bed, as a protein type, you'll notice you'll have the worst sleep in life, worst sleep. So you'll wake up from, uh, you know, two in the morning to four in the morning. You'll wake up not being able to go back to sleep. Um, you will pee a lot throughout the night. That's one thing I see. You'll sweat in your sleep. That's another symptom. You'll get hungry in the middle of the night. Um, and when you wake up in the morning, you'll be starving and you have no energy. So the first thing you'll go for is some coffee and probably a snack. Okay, so this is all through experience, but also me working with a lot of clients. Um, this is what we see. All right, so we also have to be very careful for a protein type um, to eat a lot of things like uh, desserts before bed as well. So if you have a dinner, be careful on how much dessert you eat. All right, that's another just little uh, tip I can give you. This is the very reason why protein types need to be careful what they have for dessert and what they drink, particularly within a few hours before bedtime. If they eat or drink too many carbohydrates, they're setting themselves up for visits to doctors and therapists, therapists for many unrelated nagging conditions for which are treated with pills and creams. So what you'll notice is you'll notice a lot of fungal infections. That's one thing that I notice. Uh, fungal infections, um, 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 anxiety, depression, because it's so much science behind why. 
but just to clear it up, um, when you're not getting enough sleep at night, you literally can drive your brain into depression. Even if you are sleeping at night, but it's not good quality sleep, you can still make the body very depressed. Um, another thing behind that is because when you you have too much carbohydrates in your body and you're it gives it, it basically burns out your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are release cortisol. Cortisol is the number one stress hormone. And when you eat too many carbohydrates, you release too much cortisol and you make the body flight on you. So too much stress makes the body flight, which is too it's basically depression and anxiety mixed in one bowl, which is very bad. Um, which can happen to me overnight if I have too many carbohydrates. Okay, so let's get back to this. So um, Paul Check says, I often seen symptoms such as chronic headaches, depression, chronic fatigue, poor concentration in the morning, back pain, neck pain, constipation, and low sex drive clear up by simply balancing out sugar levels and protein types. How crazy is that? And I can, <laughs> I don't really mean to be annoying, but I vouch for this so much because I can relate to all these things right here. All of these things. So that's just an, uh, a nice little tip if you're someone who's a protein type. Um, that's something you're going to really go through. I probably You probably have a lot of questions. Oh, what kind of food do I eat? Or things like that. I try to make it very simple for you by just saying, hey, uh, things that had eyes before. If you want to know more information about this, I literally made my, my program. This is so important to me that I made a program that took me two years to make. That I have a whole section of metabolic typing, and then I have a whole section of what foods to eat um, in my program. You can learn. You can get that at learn.dreamfitllc.com, or you can go to dreamfitllc.com to my website and scroll down to the program there as well if you want more info on that. All right. So let's get into the carbohydrate type. So the carbohydrate type, your macronutrients are going to look like seventy percent carbohydrates. 20% of protein and only 10% of oils and fats. So you can see a huge difference between a carbohydrate type and a protein type. Now, if you think about this, I, I noticed this a couple years ago. I was like, it's crazy how vegans will like fight to the death of them to tell you how proteins suck and they're no good for you because they feel better without it. But then you'll see people who's on a keto diet that will argue the same way against vegans and I was like, how about if they're just eating foods closest to their metabolic type and they're having these wars of diet when they can just sit down and understand that they found the right diet for them. So there's no real competition, guys. There's, and both of them both agree on getting rid of all processed foods and things like that. But I don't know. There's a lot of egos sometimes stuck in some diet battle wars. But carbohydrate type is primarily 70% of carbohydrates so and carbohydrate types do way better on like having grapes having um you know like fruits and things like that because a carbohydrate type um is very uh, he's a very slow or he or she is a very slow oxidator meaning their body breaks down food super slow okay so when you give them a banana you give them you know some grapes that speeds up the oxidation process which makes them balance okay so i'm just gonna go through some um tips for carbohydrate type it's pretty simple for carbohydrate types um growing up i did see and meet a lot of carbohydrate types and these are the people that usually like are super thin okay so carbohydrate types really never have a problem with like 
you know, weight as much as a protein type. That's based on my experience and the research. So carb types have the opposite challenge to their metabolic type, okay? So carbohydrate types, um, a carb type must therefore eat a large amount of carbohydrates rather than fats and proteins. So you don't want to give a carbohydrate type too many proteins and fats. Um, they need to eat some, they still need to eat some fat and protein though. Okay. So it doesn't mean that you're a carbohydrate type that you can go totally vegan on us. Um, like I said, Dr. Weston A. Price did show each, uh, village eat protein, whole foods and fiber. Okay. So <clears throat> that eliminates carnivore and that eliminates strictly vegan. Okay. So just because you're a carbohydrate type and you can handle more carbs doesn't mean that you can take a multivitamin and eat junk food all day, okay? So uh, carbohydrate types shouldn't feel pressure to eat a breakfast. Now, let's back up real quick. The reason why Paul checked says that just because you're a carbohydrate type doesn't mean you can eat a multivitamin and eat junk is because you guys get away with eating junk and feeling okay after, okay? So carbohydrate types are very good. Just to wake up in the morning, eat like a Pop-Tart and have no side effects. But if you give a protein Pop-Tart, we have sugar handling problems. We get start, we become very hungry. We get pimples. We get all these side effects. Um, carbohydrate types really don't get that. Um, but it's it, it catches up with them in the future. I seen carbohydrate types. Um, the skinny dudes get a belly and, stu and still super skinny just with a weird belly, like a beer belly looking thing when they abuse their carbohydrate type diet okay <clears throat> so carbohydrate types shouldn't feel pressure to eat a huge breakfast in the morning many won't be attracted to heavy foods in the morning and will likely opt for light foods such as a boiled egg toast and juice so carbohydrate types don't like really eating um heavy meals in the morning they're very light eaters so they can literally eat like a hard-boiled egg and be fine for like five hours in breakfast and um, I witness that every day in my house with Re. She wakes up, she can eat a hard-boiled egg and just keep it moving. I can't. That, that's very hard. I do practice fasting, intermittent fasting. But I usually do that with like a cup of coffee with butter in it. Uh, the butter slows down the digestion of my coffee um, because I'm a protein type. I'm a fast, oxidite, a fast oxidator. And I'll go through that in a minute. Um, so I can't do that. I can't just eat like a boiled egg and keep it moving. All right. So... Um, so the appetite will often kick in by lunchtime, especially if they exercise by then. So carbohydrate types, you'll notice that you're, you start getting hungry around lunch. Protein types, you'll notice that you're hungry when you wake up in the morning because <clears throat> we live to eat. Okay, so carb types will often do only two meals a day, which can lead many friends and family members, especially grandmothers and mothers, putting pressure on them to eat against their instincts. To achieve optimum health, the carb need the carb type needs to focus on avoiding junk foods. Even if they feel good after eating them, they must seek high quality organic foods and remember that they also need to include some proteins and fats. Okay, so um, carb types would do best with meats like chicken breast, leaner cuts of meat, and light fish because you guys do way better on um, less protein, but not so much fatty protein like protein types do. Because again, if we give a carbohydrate type too many fats and proteins, it slows them down, okay? So um, the carb type would generally not do well eating full dairy products or fatty meat, which often makes them feel dull and more likely to resort to stimulants such as coffee and sugar to pick them up. 
So we just talked about that. Um, so yeah, that that's a carbohydrate type. Um, now let me just give you an ex. <clears throat> this is not always accurate, but this is just what I've seen. Okay, I usually see <clears throat> carbohydrate types in a lot of my my Hispanic clients. So if they're from Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Mexico, some of my clients from Africa, depending on what part of Africa, even some European clients. Okay, but for the most part, to really think about it, what you need to do is you need to slow things down, sit down with a piece of paper, and really see how you feel after eating certain meals. So if you wake up in the morning and you eat eggs and you feel super tired after, and then the next morning you eat egg, you eat egg whites, which is just the fat, um, I mean the protein of the egg and the fat is not included, and with a banana and you start seeing that you have more energy eating lighter um, like basically lighter eggs in the morning, more more lighter fatty foods. Sorry if I'm confusing you. Um, so if you wake up in the morning, you see yourself eating better with like a higher carbohydrate and low fat, low protein meal, like a banana, for an example, orange juice and egg whites, then you may be a carbohydrate type. But you have to analyze how you feel in the morning, afternoon, especially at night. I think nighttime gives it away. So if you eat um, two sweet potatoes or some some rice and a little bit of chicken and you can't you slept really bad at night and you think you're a carbohydrate type, that may show you that you're not. It may show you that you're more of a protein type. So um, if you want to know more about this, this book is called How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. He actually gives you a questionnaire in this book on how you can recognize that. Um, but I am a, a student of the Czech Institute. So the author that made this book, I'm one of his students and I am a holistic lifestyle practitioner. And I do have the I got I got the ability to give all my clients this questionnaire as well. In my program that I keep ta talking about is um, I have the questionnaire part of the program as well. So um, that's just another tip for that as well. So but. Sometimes you just need to dance around and just try it out too, guys. There's no pressure to try to rush and try to be perfect. You just need to dance around and, and, and experience it. And then you have the mixed type. The mixed type is usually someone who eats 50% of protein, 50% of carbohydrates. Now, the interesting thing about the mixed type is that I usually see someone become a mixed type after they're, they're an athlete. So, for an example, if someone's a protein type and they run track and field, they may get away from eating more carbohydrates because they burn a lot of sugar throughout the day. But as soon as they retire from that sport and they stick to the same diet, they become fat after, right? They gain a lot of weight because they're not burning that sugar and carbohydrates and they're no longer a mixed type. They go right back into being a protein type. Um, same thing goes for carbohydrate types. If you take a carbohydrate type and you give them heavy lifting, they may become a mixed type because they need more protein to replace muscle, okay? Um for their for their you know muscle breakdown that they did throughout their workout so you can become a mixed type depending on your activity levels sometimes you only become a mixed type for one meal okay but don't get too caught up in a mixed type because i've seen myself make huge mistakes there i wanted to be a mixed type so bad because i just love carbohydrates and they do not do me good because i'm a protein type so um yeah i i do not do well with with carbohydrates they immediately make me I gained weight really, really fast. And the reason why I'm making this is because I had to bring myself back to the simple uh, fundamentals of this stuff because I'm not going to lie. 
I came to Los Angeles March 17th of 2020, and today is September 13th, 2020, and um, I gained like 28 pounds since this pandemic. Now, if you see me, you probably wouldn't even notice I gained 28 pounds because I didn't gain it like in my belly because I'm not eating like sugar and junk food. But um, I did gain weight just by having more carbohydrates in my diet for the last couple months, to be honest with you. So, um, And I also was going through a lot of anxiety issues over these last couple months. Um, you know, bad sleeping and poor skin and digestion. And I went through a very bad couple months, guys. And I had to bring myself back to reality and say, you know, what is going on? I had to get back to I was looking for answers outside of myself. And I was running from the truth unconsciously, you know. I was looking for something else. I was looking for an excuse, to be honest with you. And, you know, as I fixed my nutrition and fixed my macronutrients up, I feel like myself again. And sometimes we need to go through some hard times to be able to get back to where we need to and be motivated again. So that's why I was very motivated to make this podcast for you. Um, Because there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with anxiety, that are struggling with issues with their skin. Um, You know, when you eat too many carbohydrates for a protein type, you start getting a lot of psychological problems, right? You'll you'll wake up feeling fine and then at 9 o'clock in the morning and then like 11 o'clock in the morning, you start feeling depressed. And then you have like a whole bunch of regret because you have no energy and you want to do things in life like make podcasts or art or something like that. But you don't have the right energy and you feel tired. And then at the same time of feeling tired, you feel sad. It's, it's just a very vicious cycle that I've seen myself go through a lot in my life. But I think I had it under control for the last two years until I got to Los Angeles and kind of lost my rhythm a little bit. But it's all good. I'm back better than better than before. I'll be better than before. I'll lose. I'm in September 13th right now. I'll be by November, December, I'll be back under 200 pounds, lean and shredded. You'll see if you follow me on social media or my YouTube or keep up with me on this podcast. But let's get back into things. So there is a balance sheet here that I want to bring you through just in case you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I think I'm a protein type. Oh, my God, I think I'm a carbohydrate type. I'm going to bring you through any time that you go through this diet and you feel like you went the wrong way. I'll teach you tips on how to bring yourself back into balance. So, for an example, if you're a protein type and you eat too many carbohydrates, I'll give you tips on how to bring yourself back into balance. If you're a carbohydrate type that eats too much proteins and fats, I'll give you tips on how to bring yourself back into balance. So, here's the short response to too much protein and fat. So, if you have too much protein and fat in your diet, you get lethargic, sleepy, dull or depressed, mentally sluggish or slow. You get heavy gutted. You feel full, but you're still hungry. You may crave sweets. You may crave coffee or tea. In order to bring yourself out of this, this usually goes for protein types. I mean, carbohydrate types that eat too much protein. You want to eat high glycemic fruits. So grapes is one of them. I think banana is another high glycemic fruit. You want to eat a fruit that's going to basically spike your sugar levels to bring you back into, um, you know, being a carbohydrate type again. You want to choose light desserts. You want to have a coffee, espresso, or tea. That will help you lift up a little bit. You want to eat rice, potatoes, pretzels, or bread. Or you want to use digestive enzymes. Okay? If you're a protein type and you have too many carbohydrates, 
these are the responses that you'll get. You'll get a headache, anxiety, don't feel satisfied after after eating. You get hungry right after eating, like probably like 30 minutes to an hour. You may crave fat and protein. You get jumpy-minded, so you get ADHD behavior, okay? You're tired but wired, and you're jittery. You're nervous energy, and then you have high energy and then low energy. It's called energy highs and lows. In order for you to bring yourself back into things, you need to slow that the body down, okay? And this is how you do it. You increase your water intake, okay? So the water will actually help you pee out the extra sugar, okay? You want to avoid alcohol. You want to choose fatty, low glycemic desserts, okay? So one of them is like nuts, for an example. Um, like almonds, cashews, walnuts, they hold a lot of protein and fats. You want to exercise. Avoid drinking sports drinks, okay? So sports drinks would just make you worse because it's full of sugar. You want to eat a snack high in fat and protein. Um, we have these jerky sticks here um, that I'm actually going to make a shout-out to in my next couple podcasts. I think it's Paleo Valley, if I'm not mistaken. They have, like, organic jerky sticks here that um, um, that they sell on their website. And Rhea and I brought some uh, for the house just in case we go for a hike or something. And they are very delicious. So anytime I get into the short-term responses of too many carbohydrates, I'll have one or two of those. And I'll be right back to life. Now, we'll finish up by going through the long-term responses if you've been eating the wrong metabolic type for you. So for an example, we're going to go through if you eat too many carbohydrates for your uh, metabolic type. Now, just a nice little tip on top of all this. I don't want to get too deep and confuse you, but if you're a protein type and you abuse eating too much protein, you can have symptoms of these short responses and long responses as well. For an example, if you're someone who's a protein type but literally went super deep on protein by going carnivore, you'll notice that you have some responses of too much protein. Okay, you want to make sure you're balanced out. So when I eat food, for an example, my first meal today will be uh, two beef patties, an avocado. So avocado is a fruit, but it has a lot of fat and it has some carbohydrate in it as well. I'll have some greens with it. Okay, a little bit of greens. And then I will have uh, probably a glass of raw goat milk. Okay, so the goat milk has about 10 to 15 grams of carbohydrates in it. So my meal will be about 70% protein and fat and 30% of carbohydrates. So I'm not carnivore there, right? I'm still having some carbohydrates, a little bit of carbohydrates that's included into my my milk that's fat and protein as well. But I didn't go totally carnivore where I cut out all greens, all dairy, all that stuff because those little things, those little percentage of dairy, my body is going to be able to need and use, okay, to keep my balance in check. So these are long-term responses to too many carbohydrates. So if you're someone who's a protein type and you've been overeating carbohydrates, or if you're a carbohydrate type and you went totally vegan, these are the responses you get long-term. Okay, so you get, um, basically you get agitated stress response, parentheses, depression. All right, you get pimples, constipation. You're going to be very toxic. You're going to have insulin resistance, diabetes. So insulin resistance is when you have so many carbs in the body, your insulin levels no longer are, um, your muscles are no longer responding to insulin. So your body does not, does not want no more sugar. So since your body can't store no more sugar for energy, it has to turn it into fat. Okay. So uh, you can look more of that up, insulin resistance and diabetes. 
you get headaches, neck pain, shoulder pain, lower back pain, poor sleep, autonomic dysregulation. So autonomic dysregulation is that we have the sympathetic system and a parasympathetic. The sympathetic system is your response to uh, stress. Uh, basically, it fights and flights. Um, you so when you, you, it's when you're moving, right? Like you're working out, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving. The opposite would be the parasympathetic system is not moving, it's relaxing, resting. You'll get an imbalance between those two. We'll go deeper into that in another podcast that gets very deep. But basically, when you're eating too many carbohydrates, you become you get adrenal stress. Adrenal stress is that you're turning on the sympathetic system too much. Your sympathetic system is something that keeps you awake. Sympathetic system is like what coffee does. When you drink coffee, it gives you that boost. That's the sympathetic system coming in. If you ever took an Adderall before, that's the sympathetic system. But when you turn that guy on too much, that side of the, the nervous system, you make your body flight. So you create very, very, very bad anxiety issues and you make your adrenals basically, uh, you know, run from you. And that means you're going to stop the growth of your hair, your nails. You're going to have skin issues. You're going to have sex uh, dysregulation. So you're not going to be able to, you're not going to have no interest in sex or you're not going to have no sex performance. It, It gets crazy. And then the last one will be immune suppression. So you basically get sick all the time. You get sick no matter what. You have allergies. You sneeze all the time. You're very allergic to simple things. Um, so you have an immune uh, issue there. All right. And this will be the long-term response to too much fat and protein. So you also have autonomic dysfunction. So same thing. Um, what, what I notice is if someone has too much fat team, fats and proteins, they're not. They're turning more of their parasympathetic system. So they're very lazy. They're very... Um, they don't get enough done. That, you know, they become someone who doesn't who talks about doing stuff but don't actually put the work in and do it. Um, that's a simple little terminal um uh, uh, example, but that's not all of it. Okay, they get depression, obesity, they get a foul body odor. Okay, so I also notice you can get a foul body odor by eating toxic meat because it becomes very toxic for the body to digest and your body detoxifies through your skin. And it comes out smelling nasty. You get low energy. You crave sweets. You have a poor response to exercise, particularly aerobic. Aerobic is like running. You get rapid aging because you have a imbalance in your hormones. Abnormal blood pressure. You get adrenal fatigue. You get pain in your neck, shoulder, and you get a headache, low back pain, and ill health. Okay? So, you know, these are the, some of the things that you can actually help like get an understanding of where you're at with your diet and stuff like that. But to be totally honest with you is that you can actually get a lot of these responses from uh, too much, like with the too much fat and protein, you can get a lot of responses. If you are someone who's a carbohydrate type, if you have a fungal infection, you know, for a protein and carbohydrate type uh, dysbiosis in the gut, which I will be making a podcast about as well. Um, but let's not go that deep. So these are the terms um, for long-term responses for too much carbohydrates and too much fat and proteins. So we're going to end there. But before we end there, we're going to go into uh, things that you can do right now to try to see what your um, metabolic type is. Here's some options. Number one, before you test any metabolic type, 
try to eat organic food. Because if you're a carbohydrate type and you eat like a processed or a conventional banana or conventional greens, you're going to get side effects from the uh, sprays that they spray those fruits with and the way it was grown. So you're going to get a toxic overload and you may not get accurate results like that. Um, so make sure you eat organic food. If you're going to eat meats, make sure they're organic, grass-fed, beef, um, really taking care of meats, high-quality meats. I go to Whole Food for most of my stuff, and I also go to Airwans here in Los Angeles. So step number one is make sure you get real food, okay? Step number two is make sure you're hydrated when you do it. And then step number three, make sure you sleep well at night, and then you can actually test it out. So I'll test it out for three days. Test it out for three days. Test it out what it's like to be a carbohydrate type for three days, and then test it out how it's, uh, you know, how it's, um, how it is to be a protein and fat uh, type of guy, a protein type, uh, metabolic type. I show more of this on my YouTube, um, Dream Fit with Nate. If you go to YouTube and put Dream Fit with Nate, I have metabolic typing. I have protein types. I have tips for protein types. I went food shopping for protein types. So if you go there, you'll see videos of like me getting, you know, what kind of foods I got and things like that. And you get, and actually carbohydrate types as well. You'll get a whole bunch of more advice from there. Um, and also, if you go on to um, learn.dreamfitllc.com or you go to dreamfitllc.com or you go to, to the description of this podcast, you will be able to access my program. If you put a coupon code NATE20, N-A-T-E 20, you'll be able to access 15% off your program. And this program will not only bring you through your carbohydrate uh, I mean, your metabolic type, but it will also give you a questionnaire about it. And I will, I literally bring you through what foods to eat, where to get your foods, what kind of foods, everything you literally need. I probably, it's like over 35 videos in that, in that course. It brings you through um, how to track your food, how to, you know, make sure you get your metabolic stuff typed together, understanding how your hormones work with it, and then counting your calories, teaching you how to count your calories and um, how to get the results. And for anybody that wasn't satisfied with the program, you get 30 days to get your money back. So if you buy the program, you're like, oh man, I, I, this didn't help me, I'm so confused, or whatever the case may be, you get full support 24 seven, but you also can get your money back within 30 days if you feel like the program didn't meet your, you know, your needs, okay? So, um, and you also, like I said, you get a questionnaire that brings you through, a simple questionnaire that brings you through what can be your metabolic type. And last but not least, you can shoot me an email at nateortizfitness at gmail.com if you have any other questions about this, okay? So to wrap this up, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I do this uh, metabolic type with each of my clients, and I can't explain digestion, skin, mood, energy. Everything changes. Every single thing changes. And, of course, you get some people that come across you that don't believe in none of this stuff and think that, you know, uh, fat is bad for you and all this type of stuff. And then, you know, they never get the results and they get joint problems and they can't stabilize their hips because their core muscles are bloated um, because they're eating the wrong food. And then they eventually start to see all oh, this this stuff is true. All right. Um, and my next podcast we're going to be going through some more stuff i'm going to basically listen to this podcast myself and see if i was a listener what questions i will have and i will build more podcasts um but i think one of them we need to talk about is how to improve your digestion everything to do with digestion 
Um, I, like a lot of people didn't know that nuts can actually destroy the digestion, make them constipated, diarrhea, all this other stuff, and how to improve that. I see a lot of digestive issues in my clients and stuff. And um, one of the best ways to fix your digestion is by eating your metabolic type, but we got that out the way. So if I mention that in the next podcast, we talked about that in this one. Um, but then there's other big factors like antibiotics, birth control for females, things that people take that they don't know that mess up the digestion and they have to find and follow a, a certain protocol to be able to fix it. And if they don't, they will forever have these problems and then eventually create worse problems for themselves. So hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. If you think this can help a friend, share it with a friend, share it with a friend. There's a lot of people who get uncomfortable talking about the, the stuff that we talk about on this podcast and they can just put this on in a car or in their ears and they can have someone help them with these issues. So thank you again for listening. Talk to you next time.